0: Hey, y'all. I want to let you know that the Black Podcasters Association, powered by Afrocent Audio, will be having our second annual Summer Social on July 15th in Brooklyn, New York. This year, we have Anna Deshaun, founder of the cube app, joining us to talk about the business side of podcasting. You don't want to miss this immersive podcast listening experience. Be sure to follow Black Podcasters Association and Improper Mimi on Instagram for more information. And it is very much kind of like a a mob mentality kind of not merely mob mentality because you know I know lots of people with different Caribbean heritage and there is certainly I think a way that parades and festivals occur that is celebrating and everyone's used to it and this is yes we're all having fun and then I think they're like for instance for Freaknik and as it got to be towards the end of it more harassment Welcome everyone to Improper Mimi, where we love to talk about things that are us at home, work, and play. Today, I think we're going to do a little bit of all of that. I think we're going to chat about whatever's happening in the world, whatever's happening at home, work, or play. So, I will let my lovely guests introduce themselves to you today so we can all know who we're going to chat with.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mimi. So yes, I'm Kate Bully Kalnick. I use pronouns they/them. I am from New York City, born in the Bronx, grew up in Manhattan, and uh, now I live in Brooklyn. Whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> I too live in Brooklyn, yes. and. This is where all the fabulousness begins. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So we met, I would say, with the Black Podcasters Association. That's right. It was like seeing you across the room and you're just so fabulous. And then I was fabulous. And then we were fabulous. And I think our energy is just so great. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? We need to do an episode together. Yes.
1: I love it. And I appreciate it so much. And podcasting is very new for me. And so when I learned about Black podcasters, I was like, oh, clearly this is where I need to be. These Mm -hmm. are the people who are going to help me learn what this world is like and just meet everyone. And yes, your energy was so fresh. You just lit up (laughs) the room and then you moderated a discussion that Mm -hmm. was like fascinating and the guests just varied and interesting. And so uh, I'm really glad that we have this time right now to uh,
0: chat it up. One thing we were chatting about already that we were talking about was documentary that is coming to Hulu about Freaknik. <laughs> now, some may ask, what is Freaknik? Um, how would you describe it? I oh you, you, it's a party yeah, you it's a know. it's a neighborhood block party not a neighborhood block party because um it was really with HBCUs but so we did not go to Freaknik did you go to Freaknik no okay I didn't go to Freaknik either so there is no footage of us at Freaknik <laughs> 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 but I think that we are here for watching it are you you think you want to watch this oh absolutely
1: <laughs> I am here for it I want to know what happened. I want to know, I want to see, I want to feel it. You know, I'm just really curious about what the spin is going to be.
0: There's so many different avenues that I'm curious about it. There is the documentary, well, you know, like Woodstock or like the civil rights and like Martin Luther King marching down the street. I want to know like what happened that day? Why did it start? How much fun was it? Who performed? What entertainment there was? But there's also that. Special Victims Unit portion of it. Right now, there's a lot of, like, Black women who are not wanting this documentary to come out. But we don't hear a lot from Black men not wanting this documentary to come out. And dare we say, is that because they know there's no repercussions for them, perhaps, in this society today? Absolutely.
1: I mean, I think you hit the, the nail on the head. I think that's exactly what it is. You know, with the patriarchy running the show, men are like, you know, they high five each other. But then they're they're quick to diminish a woman and very quick to, you know, call mm-hmm. them names, disparaging terms. As yeah. if they weren't on the other, they weren't an equal partner in the actual freak nick of it all. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Everybody was a freak up in there. <laughs> you know, there shouldn't be any separation of gender yeah. women shouldn't be scared to, that
0: they're going to be losing their jobs or somebody's going to think they're a hoe or a sl- exactly now with the announcement that this documentary is coming out there's been a lot more on twitter like there's been videos popping up of grainy footage from back then when people had their vhs tapes. Mm, you know right remember those now the videos are coming out we're gonna see what all the the hubbubaloo is about and i and i had to stop watching some of those videos because it was just kind of triggering like Women running through like a parking lot, you know, trying to get away from like dudes. Mm. But then there's always these stories of there was one dude, you know, he like kind of blocked the woman from the rest of the crowd. Or there was, you know, someone who would shout police and then like the crowd would scatter and then that person would be safe. So there's definitely all kind of history here that I am interested in. And it'd just be interesting to see what light that this documentary is created in. What wow. are they going to show?
1: I'm so curious. Thank you for yeah. sharing that because I don't, I don't watch television. Mm-hmm. Re- I just somehow barely am attached to this human <laughs> existence. So, you know, I'm so glad to hear that there were some men who were trying to protect women yeah. because that is not the narrative that I feel like I see every day, unfortunately. Just the opposite. When I think about Black men, whom I love, I love my father. I love Black men. I'm just going to start there.
0: (laughs) They're they're all right. They're all right. Right, right. they're okay. They're
1: good. But I do feel that in the trans community, cis Black men are the first ones who are engaging in relationships with Black trans women. Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason... Their own shame, maybe somebody spotted them, whatever happens, they mm-hmm. felt they were lied to. This woman is dead. Mm. And I just don't know what these men are thinking about or like yeah. who is raising them or like why they just go south. And then what's that other thing? High value women or high value men or some wacky determinations
0: of who deserves whom.
1: What?
0: No. Uh, Tell me about this. I'm I'm living under a rock. What high value. I don't Um, really
1: know because this is in the cis world. I'm very homosexual. (laughs) I'm very gender expansive. I do not hang around many straight people. I don't hang around many men. There don't interest me that much. I mean I yeah. love them, but I don't need to like hang out with them.
0: Right, right. Because <laughs> they don't always have, you know, like they're right. about them. They, yeah. they really don't. So and, well, I just, then I'm high wire Like absolutely. We're gonna set our own value. Of course we're high value. That part. Who yeah. is
1: setting these values? Who is saying who is higher mm-hmm. than another person? It just feels like are some women scared that they're going to lose their job or something? You know, when the freak thing comes out, because we're not supposed to be sexual beings. Like we're not allowed to be full rounded individuals
0: with needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm quite sure if we look at some CEOs, some white CEOs, who maybe did summers in like Lake George, right? I live in New York now, so I have to know like the spots that people go to. Um, I don't know if Lake George is one of those. I have not been there, but these white, you know, CEOs have grown up and they've had mommy or daddy like either sweep things under the rug for them, like mistakes that they had growing up, or activities that, that they participated in. I mean, I went to. Miami Carnival every single year, probably from maybe 94 to, I don't know, 2000. Well, that's a long time. That's not that long of a time. But did you feel
1: safe with the men there? Because I don't feel safe with straight men, to be honest. I'm just waiting for them to touch me inappropriately, to say something real dumb, to make it seem like I can't do anything. Help me. (laughs) Like, that's not me. Move
0: (laughs) over. (laughs) I think my head is always on a swivel. Like catcalling. A lot of people will say that it's a a compliment, and and I don't feel safe with it. I don't consider it a compliment. It's a compliment if you're like, hey, sis, how are you doing? You look good today. Okay, thank you. Keep it moving. Right. It's another thing when someone steps in front of you, Mm. and they start talking, and I am always have an earbud in my ear. I may not be listening to anything, but I'd be like, Mm -hmm. I can't hear you. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> or I'll just give you like a dead stare look like and just just keep moving. But yeah, it's not comfortable or flattering for someone to block your path or to follow you complimenting you. That's not to me comfortable or a compliment. To some extent, I guess I'm kind of bold and daring where I'll go anywhere and kind of feel safe, but I'm always always have my head on a swivel because, like kind of for that reason that I think someone is going to approach me grab me or or something, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and it may not happen that often, you know, where someone's like physically blocking you or barricading you or something. In the instance for like Carnival, it it is very much kind of like a, a mob mentality, kind of not merely mob mentality, because, you know, I know lots of people with different Caribbean heritage. And there is certainly, I think, a way that parades and festivals occur that is celebrating and everyone's used to it. And this is, yes, we're all having fun. And then I think they're like, for instance, for Freaknik, and as it got to be towards the end of it, more harassment. And again, this is coming from people who were not there, but you know, from what I've seen and heard and understand of the festivities, it could get rowdy and unsafe at times oh i'm
1: sure and i'm um, sure there was alcohol involved maybe there were mm-hmm. some drugs involved who knows but mm-hmm. people yeah no near the end of the party anything's possible anything's right. you gotta possible. Leave the party early but
0: you know. that's not always you know that's not always a safe avenue even talking about where it gets a little rowdy and unsafe even sexual assault can happen anytime any place, mm-hmm. anywhere truly constantly keeping heads on swivels when around different people that's so disappointing i just really feel like
1: because this society treats men to a different standard Mm -hmm. that there are no repercussions or the repercussions are very slight and i think that's across uh race (laughs) so (laughs) let's be really clear i think this is definitely like a gendered kind of thing Mm -hmm. but that's an issue and it's so interesting so I just said I'm not really hanging out with men. Yo, but I was in um New Orleans. Have you ever been there? Oh I have. I've been there once and it was best thing ever. Ever. So <laughs> I um I've been there once, twice. And the first time I was there, I was there for like a month. So I, I got Ooh, to spend like yeah. some time there. Yeah. Honey, I wanted to be the mayor. <laughs> there was a rain event that happened and I was <laughs> screaming at the politicians through the, you know, I was uh-huh. very invested okay. in the community already after being there a week. <laughs> but interestingly enough, I don't know what it is, but the black men there, uh-huh. they are the kindest, mm. most respectful I'm, not, I'm gonna say something that you know. I'm not recommending people do.
0: That's alright. It's not proper. It's, <laughs> it's okay.
1: You know, and I go on vibes. <laughs> I'm half a century year old, so I have. <laughs> hey. Look at this. Hey. 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 <laughs> I um, so you know, so I obviously I'm taking care of myself. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to you know unalive myself um, in that way. So I hopped in some dude's car. I don't even know what happened. He was. <laughs> He was like, let me take you to the best place that sells the best lobster roll. or oh, I don't even know what mm. he said. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> I can't even tell you this man was such a gentleman. Nice. And that's yeah. what gives me hope. Right. There, there are beautiful humans mm-hmm. out there. There's beautiful men out there. And so the nice. ones that are messing it up for you, they are messing it up for you. Collect your men, men. <laughs> That's right. Protect your women. Protect people who need protection. Black Everybody. trans women need protection. They need love. They, mm-hmm. you know, need care. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have a friend that is saying some disparaging things and you know that ain't
0: right, please speak up. It starts with you. It really does. This is the things we teach our kids, right? If you don't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all. We encourage them to ask questions. We try to tell them the truth, but it starts with you. So exactly when you see someone harming or harassing or treating someone ill, it doesn't matter what their heritage is from, you know, where they're from or anything like that. We want you to treat everyone with respect and mm-hmm. and check your brothers. Mm-hmm. We love our black men and we want you to check your brothers. Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love the theater. I'm a theater Ooh, person. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to go to some shows. I we like do, to to we shows. do. I just <laughs> saw Fat <laughs> Ham. Did you see Fat Ham? It's on my yes. list. Yes. Please go see it. it oh, yeah. It is so brilliant. Oh, wow. Very, very well done on oh, many good. different levels. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I, just, I went to a special evening where there was a talk back with the playwright and the director, mm-hmm. and it was really special. And so we were sitting at these tables and apparently I had sat down in a place where some man was sitting before, but I didn't know that because there was nothing on the chair and there was no, there was no indication that any human was, was at this table. So, (laughs) so we just sat down, right? Yeah. So when he came back, he wanted to sit down. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, no, <laughs> I'm sitting here, right? And then he's like points to his bag and he like points like really close to my face. And I remember like looking at his finger oh, and I like wow. pick up his bag and I'm like, here you go. And his friend, this woman starts kind of yelling at me like, I can't believe you're so rude and you're not going to get up and we were here. And, and let me tell you, oh, man. this white man, who we were sitting at the table with, I, I went with a friend of mine, defended me. Oh, yes. And was like, lady, no. Uh-huh. And man who was sitting there, but nobody knew you were sitting there because your bag wasn't even on the chair. It was like <laughs> hidden under the who table. Who that? Like, no, right. this is not okay. And I was just thinking to myself, oh, wait a minute. Is the world changing? <laughs> wait a minute. Is this progress? Yeah. This is beautiful No, it could have been a racial thing. It could have been a sex thing. It Mm -hmm. could have been a gender thing. You know, we could have gone all the directions, but it was just like, what you're saying is wrong. Mm -hmm. This person is right. We are all witnesses. Makes sense. Yeah. Take a seat, lady. Yeah. I just want to, I don't know your (laughs) name, sir, but I want to thank you because I sometimes lose faith in humanity. I'd see the news through social media or however I'm getting the news through my <laughs> friends, you know, I uh-huh. just, I'm, I'm fearful for what's happening, you know, in terms of, you know, so much anti-blackness, so much anti-trans legislation. So, uh, you know, in small ways we are connecting and realizing that we are, we're like a big village y'all, man, it don't get
0: more villagey than this. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in the same neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. same grocery stores. We may have different things in our grocery stores, you know, but that's a whole nother topic. You know, we all want healthy food and vegetables and stuff like that. in all Mm -hmm. of our grocery stores, easily accessible. We need that good food. The intersectionality of, like like we say, trans, Mm -hmm. race, gender, everything is connected. When I see people forming these lines or barriers against each other it's like oh, i don't know what you're what you're doing because at the end of the day we're all facing the same thing at the end of the day whether it's waking up and breathing some pollution <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you know walking through the uh new york subway and rats running over your feet subway so- you
1: mean just on the sidewalk Ugh. it is this is the city is turned <laughs> into rat city no i'd be i'd be screaming walking down the sidewalk <laughs> Sometimes I oh have to walk gosh. in the
0: middle of the road. Oh my goodness. So exactly. And it, it doesn't matter if you're a white celebrity or a black celebrity or a trans-like teacher or if you are a cis black male who teaches karate on the weekend. We're all like living on the same earth, impacted by the same thing. So we need to be a little more considerate, I think, of each other.
1: We do. We do. Yeah. And you know what I'm also learning? I have to check my ableism. Like every day I'm like, oh gosh, I'm thinking so Mm -hmm. narrow. And of course I can't
0: think of like something specific at this moment. Elevators in the subway. Okay. I'm out of breath climbing the stairs. God forbid there's someone who has a walker or someone mm-hmm. who's in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. if that elevator is out, of, you can't even get off at the stop you want. Mm-hmm. You got to go up two stops, go upstairs, take a bus, come back. I mean, that's just one example, you know, like of ableism, mm-hmm. you know, hearing impaired. And these these are things that are becoming more, you know, known to me, you know, because I was watching the circle. So one of the ladies on the show was, was hearing impaired. And so she had an interpreter with her. And it was straight fire. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it. And with so many things like we've been talking about, whether it's whether or not you have kids, whether or not you're trans, whether or not you're like hearing impaired. There's so much more to us as humans than these boxes that people put us into. So right. to see like her personality and, you know, she still is hot and spicy and, you know, serving it up and everything. And her interpreter was her voice, but mm-hmm. I love seeing the ASL. I love mm-hmm. seeing other people trying to learn, you know, some ASL. So mm-hmm. yeah, we should
1: be mm-hmm. we should take that in school. It's actually a it's, yeah. it's a shame that we we don't get to like learn that in school. I feel like identities are important. I think that whoever said whatever philosopher from Greek <laughs> or whatever. We have to learn about them. people, you know, know thyself. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, I think there's this process as we age and mature where we are like trying to find our way in the world mm-hmm. and who we are and what our purpose is and like, who am I? And I'm a black, trans, masculine, gender expansive, female bodied, AFAC, you know, like you could, there, there's all the things we could say. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't disconnect us. You know what I mean? That shouldn't, like you said, put us in boxes. That's just like one little definition. That's just a little something, something. Exactly. So (laughs) you know what I learned today? I learned that you're a bicycle person. And I don't think I knew that when, you you know, we bumped into each other
0: out and about. You're right. I think when I saw you at one of the street festivals and you had your bike, I was like, ah, yes, I love my bikes. I have two. One's named (sighs) Trina. And Trina is my around-the-way girl. We go all over the city. We go grocery shopping. We got some panniers on the side so I could bring my groceries home. And then we have Max. Max is a racer. Max and I go up mountains. I love it. Except I haven't done that in a long time, and I'm out of shape. So Max is on the trainer right now to get me back in shape so I can go up a mountain and go 100 miles if it's flat. You know what? You know what I want to do? (sighs) What I'm also scared of doing. Tell me. I want to bike up Bear Mountain. That's where people ski down. (laughs) You want to bike up? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, when I first moved to New York. Okay. So biking, another advocacy thing, right? Another thing that is disparities across around bike lanes and the city and everything and but everybody bikes everybody bikes some bike because they have to and it's their job you know carriers and delivery you know personnel and others bike you know like max i try to keep up with people on max and they're like thinking they're professional racers and i'm just like i'm coming i'm coming i'm you know i'm on my way i love bikes so when I first moved to New York, that was one way that I really connected with people. And that's how I explored the city. You get to see it on a bike. You get to like, oh, okay, this is where I am. And this connects to that. And definitely riding on second half, kicking a cab. Ee, does it doesn't get more exciting than that.
1: Yes. <laughs> wow. I love this. I feel like I grew up and there were not women Mm. biking. And even now I don't know any black women who are biking. And yes, I'm on the, I'm on the internet. I do know, I do follow some people here and there, but we don't
0: get you with some black women
1: biking. Mimi, now that I know, I'm going to, you have no idea. I've been trying to look for a bike date. You know, we haven't even talked about dating, but you know, that's like my dream. My dream date is a bike date. That is so amazing to me. (laughs) And you know, I grew up Cycling. My father was really? a cyclist. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I still have my teenage bike. My, I've never had a bike stolen. You know, I, I treat them very that well. That is good.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't afford a new one. It is traumatizing, too. It's such a violation. Oof, I couldn't even very imagine. Sad.
1: But just what you were saying, when I was in college, I went to City College. That was mm-hmm. the second university I went to. I didn't have no money, so I had to commute on my bicycle. I didn't have a yeah. token. We were using tokens back then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember tokens in the New York subway. Right. Right. Yeah. And
1: now I love commuting. I love riding down Bedford Avenue and then going over the
0: Williamsburg Bridge. the bridge that doesn't end. It goes up both ways. (laughs) That's the... (laughs) Have you noticed that? It goes up both ways. like you're constantly, constantly breaking. I
1: guess so. I just love it so much. I just... (laughs) Riding, riding my bike. I think I wouldn't have made it through the panini without yeah. my bike. Um, yeah. Because you know that was the way we could isolate, but still mm-hmm. be free and get outside. And get outside. So yeah. I would tell my friends, you know, let's let's ride our bikes to. Um, we would ride to Reese Beach. Oh so yeah. So we would go to the beach, and my friends were like, "I've never done this before. What's <laughs> going? This is the longest bike ride I've ever had." I'm like, yeah. "It's flat, y'all. It's flat." And then we end at the beach. So we just take off our clothes and jump in the water. It's like a whole thing. I love it. And it was magical. It really, really was a special time. It's so
0: free. It's it is wonderful to be outside, feel like a kid again, to like have the the wind go through your hair, you know. And for me, it's like endurance. People talk about, oh, you're doing this. You're doing that. Oh, you! How do you have time for anything? And I'm like, well, you have to make time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Biking is one of those things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. and it pushes me. I feel like you're always improving. Like there's mm-hmm. always something you can. Maybe I'm just very competitive. I don't know, but right. I compete against myself. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yes, I want to. Let's see if I could go around Prospect Park without like my breathing getting interrupted when you're going up that hill, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I did circus for like 10 years. I taught my own aerial class. Excuse yeah. Me? I'm, a, I'm a former aerialist. Yeah. Yeah. I did uh, a which is single rope. Oh my goodness. But that's why I was showing off my muscles. Actually, Ooh, I don't have
0: any muscles. I need some to pull. I can't even pull myself up on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay.
1: laughs> Honest. You like climbing trees? I can't. <laughs> you are like I just told you, Capley I, I can't bet, pull I
0: myself.
1: I was oh, so, wow. twenty twenty, the year that kept on giving. I yeah. learned at the end of twenty twenty that I have this birth defect. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh-huh. So I need a total hip replacement. Aww. So I know it's wild, and so I can actually cycle better than I can walk oh for distances, right? Yeah. And so, how do we make our legs wheels? And I was like, it's called a wheelchair, kid. Okay. <laughs> think it's already been invented. <laughs> or a unicycle. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. There were so many protests that were happening. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of Black Lives Matters. Marches, can't really march when, you, you know, your hip don't work and you can't mm-hmm. really walk. So I discovered the bike march.
0: Or I wonder I don't know if what we were called. on one of those bike rides together. Was there one? Because I remember one bike protest I was in, we rolled over... We were, were we on FDR or the Brooklyn Bridge? I think we took over the car. Lately. Like, We were like, yes. we're not going to be on the bike path. We're taking over the road. And we rode right over the bridge and just took it over the I love ladder. that so much. Yeah. That is so powerful. I've never been yeah. a marshal,
1: but I just feel like maybe I should learn. You can do I'm it. i really kind of badass.
0: I really, I, you would I like love cars. It. Yeah. I grew up in these streets. Right, exactly. You're, <laughs> so we're going to get a little bikey here, right? So when you cork an intersection, you basically are blocking that intersection with your body and your mm-hmm. bike. And so other cars can't come through. So empowering, and it helps to protect the cyclists right. who are, you know, who are ready. We're gonna do some bike rides. I, oh, I can't I'm wait. excited. And so am I. <laughs> Ooh, that's my energy. Energy. Oh, I'm oh, all about goodness. it. I'm yes. all about it. I've I've noticed that even with runners, once their knees go, mm. they're cycling. Oh, yeah. Mm, so when you can't run no more, you ride a bike. And now we know you can ride a bike easily. Yes, so cool. yes.
1: I have a I have a single gear, a um, oh, mono yeah. speed, um, a Bianchi that an ex boyfriend gave me. Yeah, a million years ago when I was dating men. That's uh, okay
0: because <laughs> I like that Bianchi. Yo. <laughs> And, and she's,
1: um, it's a cuss. And so they don't make them anymore. So I just nice. learned that. I know. Ah! And I didn't have, it was a gift. And so sometimes, you know, I think people see the bike and they're like, oh, look at that, you know, privilege. <laughs> and I was like, no. My whole life is mutual aid. I really, when I learned about that concept mm-hmm. and I really thought about it, I was like, the nicest things that I have in my life are yeah. gifts. Nice. Yeah, or just you know, or a trade, or just I saw it on the street and I cleaned it up, or mm-hmm. you know what uh-huh. I mean, right? So I'm so grateful. I am so grateful
0: for awesome. for everything that I have. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, and that's just the gift that keeps giving. It's like the universe knows what we need and it will provide. So how come I'm single? What's up with that? Hey, come on. <laughs> well, maybe universe. universe- <laughs> Then maybe maybe your single person who's there for you is getting their stuff together so then they can be just right and ready for you.
1: Okay, I'll okay, take I'll it. Take yeah, I at yeah, that. that, works, that works. <laughs> I mean,
0: there's nothing worse than like tied me overs until the right one comes. I mean, we yes. could do it, but it's not, it's mm-hmm. not fun. The yeah, it, sometimes it's a hard choice to like. Let the little snacks, you know, <laughs> the little snacks, you know, keep going by because we want a main meal or we made a main <laughs> course. You can't, you know, sustain yourself on snacks alone. I know. Although we had a lot, of snacks I today.
1: want a few snacks. <laughs> I, I like
0: snacks. Snacks are great. Snacks are
1: amazing. I like that. I do go to play parties. I don't know if you've ever experienced What's that party. It sounds like a party. It it is a party. Where you get to play. Yeah. You get to play (laughs) in um, sexual ways or usually it's like kink ways. It's not sex. You get
0: to play out. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: just places where, you know, adults get together. Perhaps there's impact play or perhaps there's, you know, which could be like flogging or spanking or, you know, that kind of thing. Or.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do more? (laughs) Or,
1: Or. People like to get dressed up and wear their leather gear, mm-hmm. or there's fetish, and you know people are in latex, or you know um, there's there's. I mean, it, this can be its own podcast. Actually, but
0: it's one, gonna be a part two. No, <laughs> and,
1: and, um, yeah, I think that's where I get my snap. Well, once upon a time, y'all. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been very home alone. That was like a very. I don't want to say easy way, but mm-hmm. it was a way where. If I didn't want to engage with somebody and like be in a relationship or like have to answer to somebody or like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love humans (laughs) a a little, you know, once in a while. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not in a relationship. Because yeah. you don't like people? <laughs> I don't know if I really like people. I really don't know. I'm, I've been it struggling. Is. You know, sometimes there's like random acts of kindness where it just warms mm. my soul. And I'm like, there is no division between gender or race. And then there's other times where I'm like, trauma. <laughs>
0: trauma. <laughs> is like what is going on right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So play parties are really easy, and also I feel safe. You know, just to circle back to Freakman, I don't know what type of safety measures were there. People who were there to protect the scene. And this yeah. Is where in the kink world, you know, if there's a scene like we we we've agreed on mm-hmm. certain boundaries and parameters and safe words and whatnot. Yeah. And um, then there's people who are watching us and something sure. goes south. I love it. they the, you know, they will break it up in a quickness. Yes. they will escort you away and yeah. out. So I feel safe in those situations, right. I don't know if I feel safe sometimes even like going on a date. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you just yeah. hear horror stories and you, you know, which is kind of sad. and I I like to say I'm visibly um, gender expansive because I have. I don't think you can even really see it on on this. Um...
0: <laughs> the little profile. Oh, yeah. oh, there I can see. I yeah, can see yeah. It. I have yeah. a
1: little goatee, which I yeah. love so much. I've always had it, but because of society and like the ridiculous rules that some mm-hmm. white man made up and everybody followed, you know, women have to like, you know, remove the hair from their face and armpits and legs and, you know, well, all kinds of a while. <laughs> Please. <not. laughs> yeah can't tell me nothing. <laughs> um, I'm just so lucky yeah. that my Scorpio father let me be the person that I am. He mm-hmm. never imposed anything. I'm an only child. He would have been happy if I was a boy, a girl, or anything in between. And, nice. you know, he yeah. loves me. So I'm just my own person. Right. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. You're a fabulous person. <laughs> <than> you are. <laughs> and, and now I, I put in my own extensions. So sometimes oh. I look more feminine than I yeah. typically look y'all mm-hmm. i typically look very different maybe we should do another podcast where i look in my other way mm-hmm. very gender fluid so i get attention from men cis heterosexual men because mm-hmm. duh yeah like babe mm-hmm. right? yeah. <laughs> hottie but then then they kind of keep looking i'm athletic i'm muscular mm-hmm. I walk with a swagger. I'm not, I don't, I don't minimize myself that mm-hmm. women I think are trained to do. Mm-hmm. I got a little peach fuzz on my lip. I got my gorgeous goatee. goatee. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they were like, hey baby. And then they're. Then you could just see like the disgust and kind g- of like. The cloud right, the over there. And then area. like the cloud. Mm-hmm. Then they get brolic and they're like, act like they want to beat me up. And I'm like, do you want to fight me or? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Some, or freak me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, which is it? Because, right. like, And don't yeah.
1: let your insecurity threaten my life or my happiness.
0: Yeah. And see, that's, that's the thing for me. No one should have to feel threatened or unsafe. Mm-hmm. And these activities that we all do, like dating, going to a restaurant, walking down the street. I have, like, some trans friends that it is dangerous. You know, it is concerning of well, what is gonna happen, or is is this person's reaction going to be a different reaction or whatever? Everyone, everyone should be safe. Sex workers. I I know people who are who are sex workers and it is a job, it's an occupation, it's not something for us to to think down or talk down to them about. Mm -hmm. And definitely Not something that shouldn't have any rules or regulation around because they deserve to be safe, too. You know, yeah. Again, who's making the rules? Who's making the decisions? It's usually a cis white male. And whether they partake in some of these um, intersectionalities or not, it seems like, yes, when push comes to shove, then they want to back up, block up and be like, oh, no, 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 we can't do this. That's wrong. We were saying, like, even a lot of the news lately may be to take away from like gun violence and stuff like that. Everything is calculated, everything's connected. And it's like, if we just kept the same, like, peace and love across you know, then we would protect everyone who needs to be protected. Mm. You know, I don't need an AK-47. I don't need an automatic rifle. I do Mm. like to go to a shooting range though. And I think I could probably hit some targets, you know, pretty good, but I don't need all this extra stuff. I mean, it's for what reason? It's just dangerous. I've never
1: I mean. done that. I should try that. Ooh. I think I might release might something like in me. I might. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know about firearms. I never really grew up around yeah. that. That feels very unsafe in many yeah. different ways to me. I would love to learn how to like, what is that called? A lance or, or, or a boomerang or a, what is that thing where there's like a ball and like you oh the dip? sling, like a slingshot, uh-huh. something where you like throw a rock and it just knocks you out. <laughs> Give me some prehistoric. <laughs> give me some.
0: No, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I, want I mean we could take up. There's archery. Do you know there's archery over here in Brooklyn? I do. Yes, yeah. archery is one of the old school like survival techniques, exactly. but it's also skills. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're learning a new skill. It's competitive. Hit the bullseye, mm-hmm. or you know hurt your finger when you pull back because you didn't hold it the right way. But you know, you learn different things. You can fix that. These right. are things that are fixable. Right. But yeah, I, I think if with any of these sports or weapons, cause I mean a lot of these sports are weapons, but with mm-hmm. any of these, it's education, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, you didn't grow up around guns. It, it's not familiar. And, and I think that's also like where some of the danger comes in. Like, you know, guns are on the street, illegal guns on the street. There is no like education or safety around it. And that I think is what we need. I remember this, this safety class I took in Atlanta. It was so much fun. Mm. It was an outdoor shooting range. And I vividly remember the the teacher talking about it's protecting yourself. It's you against them. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing defensive training, you can't think about, I don't want to, you know, hurt somebody. No, this person is coming to hurt you. So mm. the training that you're doing is teaching you how to safely handle your weapon, how to safely protect yourself and to protect those that you love around.
1: You. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I got to do some, some more. I got to think about that some more.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and I know people who've gone through like the gun safety training and they don't own a gun. They don't, they don't carry a gun. They don't anticipate using it. But, you know, I like to say like in a rainy, you know, you know, worst case scenario, at least, you know, the safety do's and don'ts. Mm -hmm. If you see one at a friend's house and the kids are around, be like, oh no, don't touch this. You got to hold it down, make sure it's empty. The more you talk about it, like I agree with you. I think those are kind of like some basic
1: knowledge that we all should know, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just, I believe that everybody should go through a basic training. Yeah. I don't believe in war. I don't believe in the art. You know, I'm not interested in all of that. But I do feel like there could be like some base level of of strength and knowledge and tips and tricks. Yes. And just like you're saying, like mm-hmm. we all can just start at it doesn't have to be like some special forces
0: kind of thing. And just those special people. <laughs> hey, everybody oh. out here can't be John Wick. Okay. Cause that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and the same with finances, it's like arm yourself oh, gosh. to, you know, no money to understand money. You know, money makes the world go round, kind of, sort of, you know, and like, you're talking about war, violence and politics, like all of this stuff, like, I don't know everything in great detail, but I know a little bit. I know a little bit about a lot of little things, you know. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know, let me let me ask you. I feel
1: historically in the Black community, we don't get that knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm an artist. I know so very little. (laughs) And I'm not proud of that. And I do try to um, educate myself. And like I was, I think I was sharing that I I, I like literally live on the fringe of humanity. So... Like I barely know what a 401k is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know an IRA. Like, I don't know what these things actually are. I kind of sort of Mm -hmm. know-ish. I've been a creative my entire life. I'm very FUBU. If you don't know what that is, that's for us, by us. I'm not waiting for an organization. You know, I'm not waiting for somebody else to come in and do the thing for me. I was telling Nini earlier, I'm a terrible employee.
0: So sometimes we have to employ ourselves and yes. we have to have the financial knowledge to do that. Right. Thank you. Yes. 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 Because entrepreneurship is a hard thing too. You know, I know people who've quit the corporate job and started working on their own or no matter what, you always got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. Right. right. And so, but it is not easy owning your own company. It isn't. I mean, you got to you gotta fight for the contracts. You got to be um, grants. You got to mm-hmm. um, get the clients, the customers. You know, you got to, whether it's a product or a service, you know, even as a creative, you got to
1: be creative. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> you know, right? when I was
1: running my own business, teaching the aerial classes, I had a lot of success. I was in, you know, magazines yeah. and newspapers and, you know, people were doing little mini docs around me. Yeah. And, because, you know. I was a black person doing circus and there were back in the day and there were not many of us. I was black acrobat. That was the name of my company (laughs) because I was going to, you know, I was very clear who you were hiring, but I kind of went under in a Mm. sense, not really. I mean, I will live forever because I was the only one teaching I was burnt out and I wasn't doing my own training and I wasn't doing my own experimentation and play. You know, I was just, Teaching, teaching, mm-hmm. teaching, 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 which is wonderful. And I feel like yeah. there's a whole generation of aerialists that I was able to help shape. And and now there's Black aerialists everywhere. Nice. It is amazing. It's so wonderful to
0: see. Yeah. You know? I would love to see some Black aerialists. Oh, yeah. They're out there.
1: We're, we, we out here. Yeah.
0: I yes. want to see. Because yeah. I, I know, like, even a few... Um, like drag shows and burlesque shows that I've gone to and just seeing the creativity and the, Mm -hmm. the, the shows that, you know, they put on, I'm like, that's fabulous. I want to do that. You know, I want to do everything, everything I see, I want to do good. And that's how it should be. We should be, how can I do that? As black women, And
1: I do still consider myself a woman. It's like a mm. title, just like I call myself a mom, mm. like it's a, like a wonderful title. I accept, <laughs> you know, sure. Job acceptor. Yes, I love being a woman.
0: And I then they go kid. on. Grow. Grow and go.
1: <laughs> grow and go. We should be allowed <laughs> to have moments of pleasure like that where we can just yeah. do whatever the heck we want to do. Instead of being always the nurturers or the providers or the, you know, like we're, yeah. I feel like whenever I look at a video and it's like one of those feel good videos, it's like some black woman like helped <laughs> some freaking little kid. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. always us, you know, bringing up humanity, mm-hmm. but yet what we're at the bottom of the barrel. Like it's disgusting. It actually boggles my mind and I'm wearing a decolonized t-shirt. Yes. Because I feel like we all have to like decolonize our mind, like scrub
0: Mm. how we've been conditioned. Don't make me cry now. Don't make me cry. (laughs) Those self-limiting beliefs and thoughts. I mean, they're they're ingrained and beat into us through society, through media. It is a real like activity for your mind mm-hmm. to erase that mm-hmm. and to let yourself be free and and allow yourself to enjoy mm-hmm. enjoy things around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We deserve it.
1: We do. We do. And I really mm-hmm. there's um an organization Rest for Resistance. Mhm. I-
0: So much. I'm going to have to look them up. You know, I'm going to find the link and I'm going to put it down here so everybody can find it. (laughs) Rest for resistance. Yes, that's so powerful. Like, I
1: don't have to show up with my fist raised to to let you know that I'm a freedom fighter. I could take a
0: nap, (laughs) I could lie down. You know, I used to think naps were of the devil. (laughs) Who told you that? (laughs) There's something to do, there's always something to do. Yes, you can be doing something. You have to be. I took a nap and I work from home now, so I could take a nap sometimes during the day. So fascinating. <laughs> that panini really changed <sighs> up
1: society. We were able to stay at home, change oh the energy around our work cycles, and plus yes. we
0: could actually do stuff from home right. in
1: comfort of our own surroundings.
0: You mean I don't have to be up 24 hours a day? I mean, I still only get like six hours of sleep, but that's good for me. That is an improvement. That is an improvement. That's good. I get yeah. less than you.
1: <gasps> yeah, I don't sleep anymore. I, uh, oh yeah. no. Yeah, no, that's a whole other thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll have to we we'll have to come back to that one. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> need we need to take care of ourselves.
1: We do, yeah. we do, and I do. I. Yeah, you do. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love like, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> the pounds come on. The pounds come off. Mm-hmm. I'm all about a foupa. I'm. I am not mad. Me- I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm all I'm so body positive that mm-hmm. when people hang out with me, they all of a sudden are not wearing clothes. I'm like, exactly.
0: Clothes oh, we've been conditioned oh, we to wear clothes. Like a nude beach. <laughs> clothes are so constricting. Yeah. It's so constricting. They're,
1: and again, I think that because Women tend to feel unsafe every Mm. day because of men who somehow don't know how to control themselves. Like, come on, like really, what's wrong with y'all? Like, I
0: I actually am concerned. They can't even control themselves and not pee on the side of the street. You can't wait till you get home to go to the bathroom. So
1: I love a compliment, right? I think, Mm. and you were were sharing this earlier, but you don't need to leer at me. You don't need to continue complimenting me. When I say thank you and I keep it moving, you should keep it moving too. That's the cue. Yep. That's the cue. Yep. If someone's not returning your energy, why are you going to force them? Yeah. What are you trying to prove? Are you that insecure? Mm-hmm. You don't look like a fool, like an <laughs> imbecile. No, it's yeah. like it really boggles my mind because it's literally the opposite of I think of how they some men think they're presenting. Yeah.
0: My thought process is also that there must be a reason or something that they went through. Not excusing it because I, that doesn't mean that you can bring it down on me. Mm-hmm. But there's some reason. Like, what is wrong with them? Yes, that they think that this behavior is going to yield a positive right. reaction. Right. To them. Half the time, you know, like if I smile and keep it moving. The smile is just so you don't get too upset. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. And then I just keep it moving.
1: And this isn't the first time we've had this conversation. I'm sure the the audience has heard this conversation before. Men have heard this conversation. But I don't know if the needle is actually moving. And Mm -hmm. it really fascinates me. It saddens me. And I have a son. Who's very heterosexual. It was very clear from when he was born, when he was a toddler. Like, it's just very clear, right? Which is wonderful. But, like my father and the men that I know and love, he is sensitive. Mm. He loves his mama. Nice. He, You know what I mean? He's tender. Yeah. His friends come out to him. Like mm-hmm. that is a special individual where people can oh. feel safe enough to come out to you. Like right. that's, a, that's how I think men are and should be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When you feel like you have to be a, a different kind of way and decolonize y'all, it's okay. It's okay to be tender. It's okay to be gender expansive. It's okay to not resort to violence yeah to prove something you can mm-hmm. prove
0: it in a poem thank you yes a nice poem or a piece of artwork or a chocolate flowerless cake yeah if some dude like
1: came up to me and dropped a few bars about mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. i just might be come by no no
0: probably not but maybe i would right, you keep in that lyrics and you like please <laughs> she got there? What does she got <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, well, oh, Capley, okay, I am so glad that we did this, that you were able to come over. Y'all see that we get the vibe and chill together. No split screen. Hey, oh. hey. <laughs> you are amazing, Mimi. <laughs> This is so yes. special. I love you as well. We're gonna have so much fun. I can't wait for the bike ride, and apparently, we're gonna go dancing too, honey. And I think I <laughs>
1: clearly, I guess, I need to tell you about these play parties, also. I think so. Really? I
0: think um, I might like to know about them. Yeah, yeah I'm all about rules and organization. So
1: um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, need I'm consent.
0: I'm all about boundaries. Yes very important y'all i'm learning something new okay yes well everybody thank you again for listening to improper mimi where we talk about things that empower us at home work and play and i'm sure we're going to have some great takeaways from today i want to hear your comments let us know what you think about it we definitely had us a good time we had us a real good time so. so keep you know being positive and listen Make sure your bros check your bros. Mm. Alright, <laughs> for sure.
1: Yes. yes. And reach out if you wanna reach out to, to me. I'm at Kapoli on all platforms. And how do you spell that, Kapoli? You spell it. K-I-E-B-P-O-L-I.
0: I love it. That's like word porn right there. Like <laughs> When I, when I realized how you spelled your name, I was like, I love how you spell your name. Yes. Yes. I it's
1: know. a name from, it's an African name from Burkina Faso, a mm. uh, country in, in West Africa. And uh, it means a reflection of the moon on the water. Mmm. That is specific. Yes. I like that. Words are beautiful. Oh, yes.
0: I love it. <laughs>